Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. You know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side, yeah. We chased our pleasures here. Dug our treasures there. through to the other side and i mean the other side the metaphysical side today i am so we do it every day i am so excited uh you are listening to bonnie albers on air and i am your host bonnie albers i have the most adorable couple guests that you would ever want to meet and before i actually introduce them i am going to tell you a little bit about them they are both authors of some pretty fabulous books. One is that both of them have written a trilogy. It's uh, Edred who wrote the trilogy with his wife's help, Trish. Both Edred and Trish Breedlove are psychic mediums. They have 3D jobs, but they do a lot of healing work. They do a lot of interesting uh, metaphysical uh, gifts. And I am so excited to tell you about their books today, but that's not the only thing you're going to hear about them. But the coolest news is Edred wrote a trilogy with Trish, and the trilogy names of these books are so cool, I just love it. But let me tell you a little bit about Edred first. He is a student of the occult since the 70s, so he's been a student for a very long time. Hopefully, he's moved up a few grades. He's also a shaman. Uh, He learned with 
Michael Harner and grandmother Twyla of the Wolf Plan. We're going to have to figure out uh, what that is, and I'm sure he's going to explain it to us. And he also has been a priest for the Mandala, which is a circle of Mother Earth, also with the circle of Mother Earth. And he has co-written three books with his wife, Trish Breedlove. The trilogy first book is Dancer of the Dead, which I love. Let's take a dance. But second is Buried in the Past. And last, which I think is coming out soon, is Last of the Dead Hot Lovers. Well, we know about dead hot lovers on this show. He's also a professional musician, which has my heart right away. He's a recording artist and a published songwriter. The cool news is, and I'm so excited, Edred, when I put you on, I love runes. You do rune divination and work with stone energy. He's also in the 3D world here, a house whisperer. He's a master electrician, but he allows the buildings to speak to him and tell them what they need. I mean, how cool is that? His wife, Trish, she's an eclectic witch. She's an avid gardener. And she has served as a priestess and high priestess of the Irish tradition and co-priestess of the Mandala, an eclectic pagan group. She is a solitary witch, which we're going to have to find out what that is. I know, but I'm going to ask uh, Trish to explain what the difference is. And she's a participating member of the pagan circle. She also has some guided meditation CDs coming out, which we love. And again, the co-author with her husband of those three books. She did publish a book that my girlfriend bought and said it is an amazing book called A Witch's Garden. That is so cool because like, what's the difference between a witch's garden and a garden we have out? You're going to find out here today. I love that she does crystals. She also has written books on the power of gemstones. And I love that. I am so excited because we always have questions and the energy of gemstones is so wonderful. So let's speak with the two and then they will be speaking to you. Hi, Trish and Ed. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? You know, it is Mercury retrograde, so my words are all twisted up today. We've had electrical issues all week, and I am going to tell you, you're just such a breath of fresh air for me to introduce today because you bring so much, like, metaphysical gifts to this world. I love it. Uh, we, I know you have your books, and we're going to talk about them in a minute, but Trish, you also do meditation. And that you have some meditation CDs coming out, correct? Yes, we have one uh, almost finished. It's called Blessings on the Path. And there are four meditations on it. Each one is 15 minutes long. Wow. And do you do, so it's a guided meditation. It's not just music. Yes, it's guided meditation. There is music that Ed has created um, in the background and some other sounds as well, um, sometimes water, babbling brook, birds, things that enhance the experience. I love that because I'm not a meditation person. <laughs> Everybody know, that knows me knows I'm ADD, self-diagnosed because nobody likes that. But I can't meditate. But if I get a guided meditation and I'm really into like the sounds or the birds or something that your voice is saying, I can do it. But I can't do it long. So I love that you're putting this out for people. And uh, meditation is really important in this day and age. 
also, before we get to your husband, I've got to ask you, gemstones. I mean, I didn't know you wrote a book on gemstones. Um, it was um, quite a long time ago, um, back before there were too many books about it, and um, I had attended a, a pagan festival, and on my way back out of the mountains, um, I was guided um, to write a book. And so I started researching and tapping into the energies of, of various stones and writing down my impressions and um, turned into a booklet. Uh, called the magic of gemstones. Wow. Well, you know what? I really feel getting getting to your main event here. Uh, I really feel the gemstones and your garden really work well together because all of its energy and and I think that gemstones and your garden, which you're going to explain to us what the difference between a witch's garden and a regular garden is, uh, I think that all goes together. Uh, I think so too. The um, it's all earth energy, earth related. So um, working with stones uh, is a natural extension, I think. And you can work with stones to help enhance your garden experience. So they work together. I love that. And before we actually, I'm going to get to your book, Edra. Just wait, just a few minutes. I can feel you like chomping at the bit to start talking here. But you know, you wrote a book. Uh, Trish called the witch's garden uh, a friend of mine just bought it because she is a lone solitary witch also and she loved it and she does it, it's so funny because she compared her garden to what you put in yours but can you tell us first of all why you wrote the book and and explain to everybody you say you're a solitary witch and I think people get nervous when they hear the word witch none of our people should because we all know what what that energy is but can you tell people one is when you picked this uh, energies up, when you became a witch, and I'm assuming that you knew pretty early, you know, maybe in your teens, but can you tell us when you picked all that up, why you wrote the book, and what the difference between a solitary witch is and witches in a coven? Okay. Um, first, I didn't know I was a witch until I was in my 20s. Wow. I think I mentioned uh, the last time we were on the show, I took a walk and um, stopped to catch my breath, and a child on a tricycle came out to the end of his driveway, looked up at me, and said, are you a witch? And <laughs> my response was, I don't know. And I'll just preface right now, I wasn't wearing a pointy hat, I dressed in jeans and a blouse and had my makeup on and my hair done and, you know, looked like a fairly normal person. And this child just came out and asked that question. And I figured if I didn't know if the answer was yes or no, I should find out what one was. So that kind of started the lifelong learning process of what it means to be a witch. Um, I learned that it's about honoring the agricultural cycles of our planet, that mm -hmm. uh, it's about tuning into celestial energies, it's about tapping into the energy of the earth, it's about connecting with other people and animals and uh, doing your best to make a positive impact on the planet and the people and the life around you. I so love that. that. 
what attracted me to being a witch. Um, I then studied uh, Wicca, which is a more formal version of witchcraft. Um, it, many Wiccans um, have Wicca as their religion. Um, not all witches view their mm-hmm. practice as a religion. It's a craft um, mm-hmm. and a spiritual practice. Um, so there, there are as many definitions for a witch as there are witches. Um, the Witch's Garden, the book, um, The Genesis, was a workshop I did at a pagan festival about 24 years ago. And um, oddly, when I, the day I sent my manuscript to the publisher, I found the notes that I had taken to do that workshop. Um, just found them again after all those years on the same day I sent the book in. So that was wow. interesting. Oh, yeah. I love that. You know, I'm, I'm going to get Go ahead. I'm going to let you speak a little bit longer, but I, there, I do want to ask a few questions. I am going to bring Ed into the conversation. So what do you want people to know about the difference? I know that's where you're headed uh, between what you have in a regular garden, like my garden outside, and what you would have in your garden and why? For me, the difference is that the things that I put in our gardens over the years have been done consciously um, with healing of the particular land that we're on and the planet in general in mind. Um, it also, there are places um, specifically for animals, um, you know, the domesticated animals, so pets, um, you know, even chickens, livestock. Um, it's done in, in a conscious way to create areas for meeting with our friends and doing ritual. Um, we create wildlife corridors, which are areas that are left natural and wild for the animals to run freely and roam in their natural habitat. Um, we have, again, space for ritual. We have food that we grow um, for ourselves and for animals that is organic and uses compost and you know, not relying on chemicals that we feel are detrimental to our health and the planet. So it's it's done in a conscious way. We get to know ourselves. We ask ourselves questions about what we like, what we want, what our needs are, and then we use the answers to those questions and observe and tune into the energy of our particular site in order to create something that's a synergy between us and our land and what will work for us as individuals and families and well do you do you when you plant your garden and like i said i'm going to grab edred in just a second but when you plant your garden do you have like you know um if people say to you and i know that we have callers that will ask so what do you plan if somebody is alone or what do you plan if somebody wants to make money or what do you, you know, is there, is there herbs or flowers that you can plant and to bring that energy towards you? Do you have that kind of garden also? 
I don't um, personally have a a money kind of drawing garden. Um, you know, there are people who use oils that you can infuse with mint, or you can put um, a stone, for example, like um, pyrite, and those things you can put with intention, say, into an oil and infuse the the herb, the mint, and then you can do money spells with anointing candles, or you can put that oil around your door frame and envision abundance coming through your door. Um, so, you, yeah, you can do things like that. Yeah, because that's interesting. I love that. How about healing herbs? Do you have healing herbs in that book, or do you, you have anything yeah. for uh, – go ahead. Yeah, some of my favorite herbs are in the book um, for healing, and, and herbs can be worked with in a multitude of ways just to, um, you know, they enhance your, your food, your cuisine. They uh, Even when you're cooking with an herb for its flavor in a recipe, it still has the same healing properties or the same magical properties. So a lot of it is how you view what you're doing at a particular time and the amount of energy that you add to it um, to work with that energy. And um, here we have things like um, I'll grow echinacea or um, comfrey, which is my favorite um, healing herb. I know. You you told me that the last time. And what is comfrey? What is it and what is it, what is it about? It's basically considered a broad-leafed weed. Um, it's got a prickly kind of a, a dark green leaf. It has um, flower stalks that come up um, in the summertime that kind of droop over, and they have these pale lavender flowers on them. Bees love them. Um, and oh, I don't can, like bees. <laughs> But bees are necessary for our our food supply. Without <laughs> bees, we'd be in trouble. Um, well, can you so, keep them over so at your we, garden, and I, and I don't have any in mine because I don't like the bees. They sting. But I'll get caught. <laughs> this is true. They can't sting. Although um, it's there are some people who think that you know who use bee stings as um, a means of um, getting rid of arthritis pain. So you know yeah it's, that's um, true i'm just i think i'd rather have i hate to say that and i don't want to put this out in the universe but i think i would rather have the arthritis pain and take a pill that gets stung by a bee ah okay so what else <laughs> what else does comfrey do well com comfrey uh you can make it into a tea um and and drink it um you can also um, infuse comfrey leaves in, in warm water and um, pour it on your plants as uh, they call it compost tea. So it's kind of a quick influx of um, minerals for your plants. And um, you can take the, the root of comfrey, dry it, uh, chop it up and dry it, and then uh, you can make a poultice from it by putting it in, I just usually use a handkerchief, um, and you just put some chopped root in there and put a 
red tie or a rubber band around it to hold it all together and put it down in hot water and let it sit for about 20 minutes and it will make um, a poultice that you can put on bruises or um, shallow cuts. You don't want to put comfrey on a deep wound or a deeper cut because it will heal the surface more quickly, so you don't want it to fester. So, um, But it, wow. it's a wonderful healing herb. Wow, Very I fantastic. love that. I love that. You know, Trish, you also have so many other, I think Ed told me both of you are psychic mediums and, and read Tarot, if I'm correct. And you just have so many wonderful, wonderful gifts and talents. I don't even know if we can get to them all today, but I want to bring Ed in. So, Ed, are you still there? I'm still here, Bonnie. <laughs> okay, because there are some words. Thank you, Trish. Please, you know, I'm going to go back and forth. So just bear with me. Uh, Edred, do you like being called Edred or Ed? What, which would you prefer to be called? Either one. I'm, I'm comfortable with either one. Um, okay, you know what I used to what I used to say, Edred or Ed, because you'll see me using both of them, is as long as it's clean, you can call me anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll use this. I'll use the same principle with you. You are really. You've got some really. Both of you that you found each other is amazing. I always. I always like to look at souls that that uh, gravitate or are with each other for life. And you have some really interesting uh, gifts that you do. You know, I'm always interested in shamanism. I don't think people really know the uh, true meaning of shamanism. I don't know that they know how much you have to study. And I think that word gets thrown around a lot for, oh, I'm a shaman or, oh, he's a shaman. So before we get into your 3D life, uh, it, what is a shaman? And, and, and how did you learn to be a shaman? And when did you know you needed to be a shaman? <laughs> Well, that's a lot. Um, for me, shamanism is a uh, personal uh, growth. I don't hang a shingle out and say, come to me, I'm a shaman. Although uh, people, anyone that does contact me, you know, I will do what I can to work with them. But it, it's, you know, for my own personal benefit. Um, I I had read on it. Um, the Michael Harner, back in the 70s, uh, taught, um, it's, it's like transcontinental shamanism. Um, a lot of people, when you say shaman, they automatically think of Native American Indians, and which is true. Uh, there, there are Native American shamans, but there are also shamans in every culture. You know, the, the African uh, witch doctors, you know, they used to call them. Oh, yeah. Um, my, my background is the Norse. Um, you know, I have Viking heritage, and uh, the Norse had, in, in their tribes, had, had shamans. Um, shamans were the people that had a foot in both worlds. Uh, oh, I love that. You can go into the spirit world uh, to find answers uh, for yourself or for people. Uh, so you, you kind of walk back and forth between the planes. Um, uh, it's, um, like I say, I, I use it just for my own purpose. Uh, I, I was able to meet and study with uh, Grandmother Twyla. She was a Lakota Sioux of the Wolf Clan. 
and um, uh, e even though I don't, it, it, it's hard to find anything on the Viking culture. And so I studied the Native American shamanism so that I could incorporate that into my lifestyle. Uh, well, isn't isn't shamanism doesn't uh, doesn't shamanism? I'm sorry, Ed, but doesn't shamanism uh, isn't it about uh, they they? I love the walking in two worlds. I love that. I think uh, that's really what you know all the psychic mediums and anybody else you could talk to that it's in this field do, but. Isn't it about healing? Don't they do a lot of healing, like the medicine men and you know of the uh, of the Indians were were shamans, weren't they? Were they considered shamans, or were they were, or I'm wrong? Were they considered just medicine men? Well, the, the, I believe there's both. Um, you know, there's because the, um, there, there's spiritual healing as well as physical healing. Uh, some of the ailments that you have. Uh, a lot of times, uh, if you have like some severe grief in your life uh, because you lost a loved one or something, uh, you suffer uh, soul loss. You lose a piece of your soul uh, when you lose a person. Um, and since oh. nature affords a vacuum, if you have a hole in yourself, then something will come in to fill that. And usually it's something negative. You know, it can be alcoholism, uh, gambling, drugs, um, the, uh, all types of things, and which will cause your spirit to ail and suffer, which will then cause physical suffering. Uh, Ill, physical illnesses, and so one of the duties of the shaman is to do like a soul retrieval to find that missing piece and put it back in, so that you can heal yourself and become a whole person. You know, because we get uh, life will shatter you. You know, just just everyday living, and it takes a lot to to hold yourself together. You know. In, in oh, I say that. I say that I have a lot of clients and I have to say that too, but uh, now let's get to some of the other, I, I just love people say, I know plenty of shamans they are all different. They all work differently. And I love that you're a shaman. I, I, I think that's a, an amazing term. And, and I just love to hear that. There are some things you do that are interesting. I didn't know that you did runes before we get into your books. Cause that's going to be like crazy. I want to hear all about them, but do you do rune, your rune? When you work with rune divination, do you throw the runes? I, I normally do. I use the, uh, there again, the Norse Viking rune. I, I use the uh, it's the Elder Futhark uh, system, and which is 24 runes. And uh, if kind of just in a hurry and you're heading out the door, you can do a quick, like a drawing of the three. You can just reach in and draw three and do a quick reading off of that. But to do an actual layout similar to tarot, you know, you would actually cast the runes and then you read by, you know, whether they land face up uh, or face down or if they're leaning against each other, one rune might be on top of another, which shows what, what is being suppressed in your life. So there's, there's a, a whole system. Um, it's not just, um, you know, like, like if you look at the B rune Burkana, you know, in tradition it symbolizes birth or like a, 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 a box and enclosed uh, thing, but that may not be what comes through at the time when you're reading because it's the, you know you have to allow 
you know the voices to speak to you when you cast so um, oh I love that I I want to hear I want you to do one for me but it won't be right now but I just think <laughs> okay. they're I, I think they're just amazing now you are the author with your wife of the trilogy. This is the coolest thing, and it has been acclaimed. There, you have it's flown off the shelf. The first one, and that was very. Uh, the first one is Dancer of the Dead. I I'm so excited about this trilogy. Can you tell everybody just a little about? You know, you don't want to give away the plot because we want everybody to get them. But can you tell everybody, and we'll let Trish tell where to get her book also. But can you tell everybody how you started writing these books and what each one of them are about? Just a little blurb so we can get everyone interested in it. Okay. Well, the uh, the storyline actually came to me in a dream. Uh, I In my dream, I went into a movie theater. I sat down. Uh, the curtains pulled back, and the title, Dancer of the Dead, came up on the screen. And I sat there and watched the movie and <laughs> got up and walked out. And when I woke up, uh, I remembered it. And so I started writing it. Um, the uh, main it, it, it deals with Wicca. You know, Trish, over the years we've been together quite a while, has introduced me to Wicca and has initiated me uh, as a witch also. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to take you know, the the way Wiccans really live, you know, it's not necessarily the fire from the fingertips kind of magic, you know. Um, oh, that's so, a shame. I really like those fire from the fingertips of the black cat. <laughs> well, I, mean, I do, I do you, too. You know, I love, just, I love, yeah, now you just ruined my whole aspect of Wicca and witches. But not, <laughs> um, well, basically, you know, that's that's. I wanted to make the people real um, mm -hmm. to to the mm -hmm. readers, you know. So the uh, main character in the book um, meets Crescent, who is an elderly, solitary witch, and she begins to study with her. Um, and so you see the steps of what you go through to become Wiccan or to study witchcraft in the book. But then there is a, a, a dark uh, presence that arises. Uh, it takes place in Bedford, Indiana, which is the limestone capital of the world, in case anybody doesn't know. Um, on my uncle's uh, property where I grew up, uh, there was an abandoned limestone quarry. And um, we would go down in there as kids and tell each other ghost stories about the different things that lived under the quarry. And that's what arises in this book. And so wow. Diana, who is the main character, has to combat these things, you know, uh, has to learn her skills, new skills, and, and um, the, the characters just evolve through that. Uh, as that book, when it then becomes the next book, the second part of the trilogy, um, takes place in New Mexico, and that's where the shamanism aspect comes in. Um, and wait, and wait, Ed, because we want to tell everybody, want to tell everybody what the name of that one is. That second book of the trilogy is, is buried in the past. Is, is buried in the past, and there okay. is uh, an ancient Native American shamanism, or shaman, I'm sorry, that is trying to come into our present day time, and 
by doing that, um, he's disrupting time itself. And so uh, Diana then has to use her Wiccan abilities. By this time, she's been practicing a couple of years to try to stop him and by traveling into the spirit world um, so that, you know, there's kind of like a clash of cultures there. Um, This is all a work of fiction, you know. Um, but the you know the characters develop you know and grow the the children have gotten older that were in the first book, and by the third book, last of the dead hot lovers um Jerica, who is the daughter, comes of age she's eighteen in that book, and then this is it's more centered around her uh and she also um is Wiccan. And except that she grew up in it from being a child, you know, so her abilities are a little bit different and the different things that she's gone through. So um, it's it's the trials that she faces in the third book. But the uh, the family, you know, it shows how, how they grow and change and the different characters in the book. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy with it. And while I was writing, it really surprised me because the characters take on a life of their own. And uh, you can't control them. You know, they they start doing things that <laughs> you go, wait a second, I didn't know that was going to happen. You know, so. Well, it's, listen, it's, it, 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 that's amazing, Ed. I think the same thing. You're going to, the trilogy is going to turn into a sex trilogy or sex, sex is six or whatever amount it is, yeah. a sexology or something like that. So I can already feel what this is going to turn into uh, unless you start a new trilogy. Uh, it's been fun for you to write because you you know it's something that you do with your songs is what I'm what I'm assuming. Right. But when does that book right. come out and how do they get a hold of all of this? Uh, the uh, first book, uh, Dancer of the Dead, to start off, uh, it's available. You can get it like through Amazon or it can be ordered through any uh, bookstore. Um, it's also available through uh, Kindle as an ebook, so you can download it. Um, the second book, um, Buried in the Past, right now is only available through Kindle. Uh, we don't have it in a in a hard-bound uh, book yet. Uh, that's coming. And, of course, <clears throat> the third one, I, I was actually writing on it this morning while uh, waiting to talk <laughs> with you and your listeners. Sure, um, yeah. And hopefully, hopefully it'll be out before the end of the year. And then uh, we're working on getting all three books um where you know they can be physically bought as books or you know can be downloaded as uh, electronic books if, for the people that prefer those but and trisha i didn't have available. go ahead i'm sorry no i was i was, I was just saying so uh, amazon you can find it on amazon you know either by typing in dancer of the dead or typing in my name or trisha's name uh edward breedlove or um, Trish Breedlove. Is Trish's book also Trish? Is your book also available on Amazon, A Witch's Garden? Yes, A Witch's Garden is available on Amazon. Um, you can also go to your local bookstore and ask them to order it uh, through Ingram. And it's also available uh, directly from the publisher Casa de Snapdragon. And oh, it would be that. on their website, um, C-A-S-A-D-E 
S N A P D R A G O N and um a witch's garden is 1695 it's um paperback uh dancer of the dead is 1595 it's 399 for the kindle version and the kindle version of buried in the past is currently 499 on amazon I think I can't wait. I think that the next one I can't wait to read, and, and both of you are fascinating. Ed, you're also, which I love, a singer and, so, well, you're a professional muse- musician. I always think them as singers, so I'm not sure what you do with And And you're uh, also a public. <laughs> you do? Well, yeah, are you going to sing my song for me? You, yeah, you're, and right. you also are a published songwriter. So right. that is the coolest thing. What's the name of your yeah, group? Uh, uh, Nighthawk. And uh, we're predominantly a two-piece duo, acoustic duo, uh, even though we have uh, other friends that will come in and sit in with us and sing with us from time to time. Um, but we do uh, – uh, we'll be playing tomorrow night. Uh, we, we play a lot of the local wineries around here and the uh, – uh, different venues. Um, we'll be playing for the Witches Ball, which is a big volunteer uh, um, fundraising event. It helps uh, one of the homeless shelters over in Kentucky, uh, the Brighton Center. Wow, that's fabulous! You're also, which is cool, a master electrician, and your and the homes right. or your buildings speak to you. Can you tell us a little about about that? Uh, most of the houses that I work in are the older houses, inner city homes uh, that have quite a heritage to them. And uh, you take a house that's 100 years old. The one I was in uh, just recently, when it was built, it didn't have electricity in it. It had uh, gas lights, and the gas fixtures were, were still there. And then over the years, you know, electricity gets added, and you have hands after hands after hands coming in. So when they have a failure where, like, say, half of the house goes out, um, you have to find out what other people did before you got there. Well, you know, somebody that had worked on it 50 years ago, you know, they're probably dead and gone. So I have to try to tap into, um, you know, I ask them for their help, you know, uh, of trying to, you know, I treat it just like healing anything else. I'm trying to heal this house. Uh, the people wow. that are living in it uh, need the comfort of this house. They need it to function properly. And so um, that's that's what I do. I walk through the house and give it time to, to speak to me, um, to tell me what's going on, what the problem is, and how best to fix it. Um, occasionally, uh, I will find a house or a building that doesn't want to be fixed. Um, wow. What do you say? Um, I, I do my best to fix it. Uh, sometimes you can't, uh, sometimes with some of these that if you fix one thing, something else will go wrong. Uh, the house just does not want to be healed. Um, I, I was in one years ago that uh, had had a fire, and the family that lived there uh, died in the fire. And oh. that house was just—it was just sad. It was just a black hole of a house. And um, it, there, you, you could fix it, you could repair things, but it, it was never going to be a home. 
you know. Uh, wow. Well, what do you do in that case? Can you tell the people to, I was going to say torch it, but that wouldn't be nice. <laughs> Can you tell the people to leave? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, some of, I, I mean, I have told people before that you you need to leave and this place really should be torn down. I mean, I've said that, you know. Um, be, I mean, for one of the things is is that, you know, I believe strongly in what I do. And if I don't tell the truth or my perspective, perspective on the truth to someone, then I'm amiss in my duties. So it's the same thing if somebody comes and asks me for a rune reading, I'm going to tell you what I see. You may not like it or you may not want to hear it, so you shouldn't ask if you don't want to hear it. Uh, Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, same thing with the houses. I mean, sometimes, you know, the, the... You'll, you'll get to a point where you realize, you know, this this house does not want to be fixed, you know. And sometimes it might just be that the house may not like the people that are living in it. Might want them to move out and go on and some for someone else to come in. And then if somebody else comes in, then, then it, it, it might heal itself. But that's a down-the-road kind of a thing, you know. Um, well, that's interesting. There, there, are, there are people, you know, like, well, Mike, you know, our friend Mike, that uh-huh. um, does the paranormal investigations, and people call mm-hmm. him uh, to come out to try to help clear a house if if, if it needs to be cleared. Uh, I, I don't think all houses need to be cleared. I think, you know, there, there's different types of spirituality and hauntings and things in homes, and not all of them need to be sent off into the light. Um, so, uh, but but Mike will come in uh, uh, and do what he can do to try to appease things if it's more on a spiritual level um, of where the healing needs to come from. That's so interesting. I did work with Mike and on two of his uh, house clearings, so it's very cool. I am going to, are you guys ready? We're going to talk to the audience. But, you know, I'd love, uh, am I correct that both of you are mediums, psychics and tarot readers? Um, I don't necessarily consider myself psychic. I've had psychic experiences, but they're not generally things that I have any control over. Um, mm-hmm. if, if I have impressions and if I have a knowing or something comes in strongly, you know, I'll share it. Um, it's a little difficult for me to um, to just tap into it and, and have it at my beck and call. So um, I generally just say I'm intuitive um and and i do tarot and i also do rune readings and uh gemstones i read with stones and i think intuition comes into that a lot absolutely well i believe intuition is spirit telling us so that's because i am yeah so to me you're a psychic medium to me that all all intuition is us knowing from spirit, and I love that. How about, uh, Ed, how, how do you uh, view your gifts? Are you a medium psychic uh, tarot rune reader, or what do you, What are your strong gifts? Yeah, it's, it's well, the runes are, are my, yeah, the runes are my, uh, my strongest focus point. Um, I, um, medium, I, I, you know, and there again, it comes into interpretation of the word, I guess. Um, you know, I, I don't, like set with a crystal ball and get visions, anything like that. Um, but 
uh, I do, I, I tap into stone energy. I use stones for healings and stuff. Uh, um, and there again, it's like um, intuition very strongly. It's like what comes to you, you know, when you're. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got to tell you, um, I had somebody give me the definition and we're going to get to the phone lines, but I had somebody give me a definition of a medium yesterday. And, and she gave the greatest definition. She said, we are the medium between the spirit world and the physical person. And we're in between. We're in the, we're in the you know, you go from uh, one point to the other point and we're the medium. So I thought that's a great thing. So what you do with the house is exactly that. You're the medium. You're between the house and the people. So it's all about interpretation of, you know, language and, and, and what we say to people. But uh, I so look at everybody as having gifts. It's just whether you choose to use them or not and how you choose to use them. So if we go to the phone lines and people ask you questions, do you have any runes that you, or cards that you could, if somebody asks you a question, that you can use to help facilitate it? Or you just want to let's talk to the people? Uh, well, I, I have my runes here with me, and Trish has uh, her tarot cards with her. So, yes! Uh, you know, we could, uh, We're going we could for it. <laughs> we are going for it right now. In fact, I want a rune reading, but we're going to have to wait for that, or just even three runes, because I want to see where I am. But but uh, I'm not. if I do that, then everybody's going to say, well, what about me? So let's go. Uh, 831, <laughs> you are on with the Breed Loves. Hi. Hi, hi. This is Lily. Lily, hi. How are you? Hi, sweetie. Oh, you know, just moving along, being mom. <laughs> yes. Well, um, you know what? You heard everything that was said today. How do you feel about uh, gemstone energy? And you know, these are authors of some really cool books and. Yeah, what do you think about the word shaman or the word witch? What do you think? What do you feel, actually? It's not even a matter of thinking. Um, it's a matter of feeling. I actually feel as if they're just titles or some kind of classification, but I believe that everybody has an ability to be intuition, uh, has the ability to study in different cultures. Every culture calls it something different. Um, a title, um, natural paths are doctors, uh, nurses are medicine women, you know, it just, we're, we classify it to put it in a category that's acceptable to other people's, um, acceptance and helps them to understand uh, as part of their healing. I, uh, I being a nurse and being practicing um, uh, spirituality and uh, intuition, my, using my intuition all the time medically, as well as uh, physical and mental. Um, I don't know where you would classify me, but using tools like tarot cards and crystals and ruins. I believe those are communication skills from the medium aspect of it. I love that. Well, Lily, what would you like to ask Trisha? Tr you know, I keep calling you Trisha, 
I don't know why, but Trish and Ed Breedlove, what would you like to ask them today? Anything about their books? Anything would, about what they do? Actually, I was looking at their book <laughs> as you guys were talking about it in the car on my iPad. Um, I I am I don't know if they have a uh, sense of using their intuition of where they can guide me as far as my next uh, career um, vocation. I love healing. I love working with counseling and I'm really not interested in going back to school, but I'm I'm kind of having to look at that in another direction. And my husband and I would love to have another child. Is there anything that the ruins or tarot cards see? Well, I'm... Oh. Uh... I'm, I'm drawing three runes for you right now. Um, the way I, I look at them when I do a drawing of the three is generally a past, present, future type of a thing. Um, the, yeah. the, the rune I got for past is Wunyo, which is um, a rune of joy and fellowship. Um People would gather together. It's like people come to you um, to feel good about themselves, to, to help lighten their spirits and things in the past. You you have had this, that type of a calling. Um, yeah. Present day is um, Pertha, which is the uh, it's the dice cup, which is chance. So it's like you you are standing right at a moment to throw the dice to to see what you roll for your next um, endeavor for your next future. So you're it's, it's pretty much a right on the cusp thing with what you're asking. Uh, it doesn't yes. feel like it's going to be you know way in the future kind of a thing. You're you're looking at it right now. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, reinventing myself. Yeah. Um, um, is that? Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's it's drawing from what you have done and everything, which um, uh, the the future rune that I got is is Yera, which is the harvest. Um, so it's basically harvesting what you have sown. So that to me that doesn't seem like it would be a big career change. Um, uh, let me specify that. It's like from everything, from the seeds you have planted in the past, uh, you mentioned nursing and things. That is what yes. your next step is going to grow out of. Um to, okay. to propel you into your next thing. You will still stay in, the, you know, maybe, well, like you said, you didn't want to go back to school, so, um, <laughs> which you would have to do if you wanted to become a doctor uh, in the same field. Right. Um, but no, I love being, I love being a nurse, but um, my, my husband teases me because everybody comes to me uh, with counseling issues, and he's like, that's, "Why don't you just become a life coach?" <laughs> that's the, that's what I was getting ready to say. I saw a counselor in that uh, because um, 
it's kind of obvious that that people don't come to you just for the physical healing aspect, but they come to you mm-hmm. uh, for enlightenment. Um, so, so I, I I would really see you as uh, moving on into that type of a field of continuing to help people and help people to to grow and heal, but in a you know spiritual and knowledgeable way. Um, I'll let uh, I'll let Trish jump in here. I'll shut my mouth. Trish, did you? <laughs> Trish, um, what do you? Yeah, I, um, I I felt drawn to um, draw a couple of runes also, and um, I got Manav, Rado, and Gabo. And from what I'm picking up from this is that um, there's some self discovery that's been going on, like you've been really doing a lot of um, looking within and really thinking about what it is uh, that you want to be doing with your life. And a big part of that is connecting and connecting with other people. And it's um, the the energy that I'm getting really strongly is transformation. Um, It's like Mm. you're you're not just moving from one of your life to another, it, it's an actual transformation of of who you are. Ed, Ed has tend to call those things me incarnations, um, <laughs> where you're almost turning into um, like a whole different aspect of yourself. Um, you're still core you, mm-hmm. but everything else is changing. Um, and yeah. Rado is all about the journey, so I am getting that... Um, even while you're taking time to think and look at all the different possibilities that are out there and trying to figure out which ones are more real for you, um, to to acknowledge and uh, be grateful for the process. Um, that even when you make that decision of what you're going to do, it's still um, it's still the journey. And yes. Yeah. The actual, um, when you do make that decision, um, it'll be a gift, not just to you, but it will be a gift to other people. That's really nice. Wonderful. That's super nice. Yeah. I love that, Lily. I hope, I am going to have to move to another caller, but I hope that has helped you out because, uh, oh my goodness. I mean, I, I mean, I'm a nurse and I'm a life coach. I have both, I, I don't do my nursing anymore because I love, you know, doing, I will, always was a counselor, even when I was a nurse. So, uh, you know, I don't right. think you always are. Like, yes. I, I don't think that uh, when Ed was talking and he's saying, you're not going to do another field. Well, you're forgetting or not forgetting that, that nursing also has psychiatric nursing in it. And I did a lot of that. I, I did surgical nursing too and all different stuff. But speaking about you and not me, it's not a far leap. So uh, I, it's all in the same, you know, it's spiritual, physical, and emotional healing is what a nurse is, mind, body, yeah. spirit. So I think that's fabulous. Anyway, yeah. I am going to move to the next caller, but lately you are a and, and he got the harvest card, and I'm thinking, harvest? Isn't a harvest about birthing new ideas? And you asked about a pregnancy. So for me, as soon as he pulled the harvest harvest uh, rune, I thought about that, Ed. What, <laughs> what do you think? 
Yeah, it, it's uh, I, I, you know, especially this time of year too. Uh, you know, this is the harvest season, so uh, yeah, that, that falls back in the the time aspect that I was getting. That it's it's not a down the road kind of a thing for you. It's it's pretty imminent. Yeah, so so everything's coming up as, as the witch's garden would say. And please, please download their books. But uh, well, as the witch's garden would say, everything's coming up roses. Or if it doesn't, I did. So I, I, <laughs> okay, I, 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 I most attuned to witches, the witches uh, spirituality of things. So um, druids, I love that stuff. So. Thank you. Such wonderful news. Thank you so much for your, your energy. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You know, thank you, Lily. You know, I have such wonderful callers, guys, and I just love them. And they are become, they, they're, they're, we all are a big family. So I love every caller and all of my chatters. And I thank everyone for giving us uh, so much uh, love all around. 310, you are on with the Breed Loves. Hi. 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 How are you? Who are we? I'm great. Who are we speaking with? Vince. Vince, I am going to introduce you to the Breed Loves. Have you listened to the, I know you've listened to the show. So what do you think about, what do you think about everything that they do and, and, and what they're writing? I think it's uh, amazing. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. What do you think about, do you like, like, you know, you're talking to Ed, he's a shaman, he's a master electrician, he's a musician, he does rune stones. He's super connected. I mean, and then you have Trish, his wife, who does everything plus. So I, I, I love having both of them here. What do you think of the energy of a witch's garden for you? I think it's great because you know, uh, as far as like, you know, when you when you talk about gardening and gardens, what it comes down to is it's all growth. Um, you know, like it's like yeah. every year when people plant new new plants because. The old plants die because of the time of the season, so you got to get new plants to regrow and everything. And it's just uh, it's just a great way to regrow. But um, I do have to get to work, but I do have one question I want to ask them, and then I have one Go. comment. First of all, you're talking about bees and how you hate bees. Well, do you know that bees are responsible for 65% of all our food that we eat? And I, I found know. that out not too long ago. Now, well, the I didn't other know thing it was I made six... is... Go ahead. What's that? Well, I, I, I said, I didn't know it was 65%. Wrong. Yeah, it's that high. Because they pollinate everything, and that's what we need for all our food growth. I know. I still don't like them, and you're still not going to make me like them. But that's okay. You can just say that. But I'm not going to like them. Go ahead. <laughs> But anyway, my, my one question is, uh, um, the other day I had a meeting with my boss at work, and I'm still on probation, and they told me that unless I get my numbers up a little more, then they're going to have to let me go. Because I do order picking, and we have to pick so much per shift. So I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to get to that point that I'll be able to keep my job. Let Trish start this one off, and <laughs> You know, I'm hearing a lot of noise. I'm going to put you on mute while they answer. 
Um, who would like to go first? Trish, I think he put it in your ballpark. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. Um, thanks, honey. Don't you love um, that? <laughs> um, hey, listen, I took the B yeah. hit, so now you've got to take this one. Okay. <laughs> they're really cute, Bonnie. They're fuzzy. They're, you, they're little tiny yeah, fuzzy. Ah, no. So, um, no, I love it. <laughs> wow, go ahead. Go for um, it. <laughs> basically, um, the runes that I drew for you are um, Hagalaz. Uh, was the first one, and Hagalaz is um, all potential. It's kind of the seed. So, I mean, you do have the potential for growth there. Um, and get me straight here. This one's protection, right? Yeah, Yara. No, Elhaz. Elhaz. So we have um, the, the next one was uh, basically one of protection. So I would just say um, just... Yeah, I'm getting be careful um, while you're at work. Um, like, for example, if you have leads um, on business uh, propositions, uh, you may want to keep that to yourself and not share it. There actually might be somebody who would um, try to use that to their advantage um, and, you know, kind of crowd you out. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, um, it does. Um, but at the same time, while I've been on probation and, and uh, working here, I have been looking for another job just in case. And I applied for a brewery job, and I also applied for a job that makes um, cans, so like cans for soup and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if any either of those jobs or something else is going to come through. Did you get anything on that, Ed? I'm, I'm just uh, I'm feeling like... Thing you can do is is kind of tap into the flow and um, like what you were talking about before about the harvest and about cycles. Um, the Uru's rune that I drew um, is more about um, things like um, the cycle of evaporation. You know where um, it has a, a starting point and then a flow and it goes back. It's there's something organic, um, so I don't know if if there's anything that the word organic would would kind of tie into anything that you're looking at. Well, I gotta tell you, I've got a I've got a message for you in chat, which is really cool because we have a lot of medium psychics and intuitives in chat, and this is from Nancy, and what she said is, I feel a job change. I love this. I feel a job change is coming that will be better for you, and that's exactly what I picked up. So I was, uh, you know, I feel like there are people who are like you said, it's kind of like stabbing somebody in the back, um, taking leads mm -hmm. because they're so desperate. Uh, all of them feel like really desperate to keep their jobs, which is not a really good environment to work in. So I feel that there is another job coming, and so does um, uh, and so does Nancy. It says I get this, but uh, I love to listen. So I'm so excited that uh, Nancy is with us. She loves you too. So it's, it's great. But anyway, we do feel that another job is coming up. This kind of feels like the boiler room, and I can barely even talk with you on. So uh, 310, I am going to just say to you that there is another job coming. I feel that your nerves and things that you're 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 doing are so you're like 
uh, they're showing me a rubber band pulled so tight that like when you when they loosen up you're like whoa and you don't want to live like that that's what i'm seeing and so for me i believe there's another job coming and the job won't be so stressful so i know it's not i don't feel that you'll lose your job before the next one comes so i i feel that you're going to just quit one and go to the other before they uh, you're off or let you go. So I don't think you're going to be in between jobs. I feel that you are going to have a job to job uh, existence. Any, did you pick up and anything else? And it'll be one that's happy. Yes. I, oh. I, I'm, I'm getting a feeling of, uh, of a bit of a sacrifice here though also uh, for that job, which could mean having to move from somewhere uh, that you're comfortable living or some kind of something something's going to have to will be sacrificed for you to make that move and i'm not exactly sure i kind of got a, a move feeling i, I um, whether you have to relocate to to do what you want to do or be happy um, All right, i'm going to put him back on i'm going to see what he hello did you hear any of us and what we said yes i did hello? okay i hope hello, you understand yes, Okay, we don't feel like this yes, job is a good one for you. Will you call us and let us know how you're doing? Okay, I can't even put him back on because I can't hear. But anyway, 310, please call me back and let us know. I know better things are coming for you. I don't feel this is a job that, that your spirit's going to let you stay in long. So maybe that's why uh, everything happens for a reason. We are having uh, technical difficulties. So um, I just want you to know, everyone, that if you have just been shot off the board please call us back i am going to go to i think we've been to, to 561 if we have you're going to do me until they all come back guys but 561 you are on with the breed loves hi 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 who are we speaking with hi my first name is jay is this jay jay of jay that i always say hello ha jay uh well i'm from florida okay so jay aloha jay is from california uh, from canada but i'm gonna say aloha to uh, you anyway because i don't know why that showed me the aloha sign but hi jay hi okay hi. so how do you how do you feel about any of our subjects what do you think about the witch's garden and what what energies you grow in a garden and what it, what what it, what do you feel about these authors it, the authors are bringing really cool energy and and healing through all kinds of modalities to us. What do you feel? Throw us out something, I, Jay. You know, I'm super excited by your guest today. I'm really inspired um, by them because you know they're just the epitome of what happens when you do what you love to do and you come from an authentic place and you give energy to everything that you're passionate about. Um, you know, sometimes in the spiritual community, you know, we talk about the life purpose thing and finding our life purpose, and we get so caught up in, it, you know, it being one thing. But, you know, your guests today, they, they prove that it's not just one thing, it's everything. It's the whole of who you are, and it's okay to give energy to everything that excites you um, and to give energy to everything that nourishes you. 
Uh, and so, you know, just listening to your guests today, they just really, really inspired me. Um, I have some stones, but I don't really use the stones, the, the precious gems, but, you know, after listening to them, Dad said, you know what, let me take those stones out of the little thing. I keep them out of the pots. I keep them in. Let me clean them up and see if I can start using them again. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? That is the biggest compliment the two of you could have from a caller. I mean, from anybody. But what? Okay, what floats your boat? You know what floats their boat, but what floats your boat? Uh, you love the gemstones and the energies, and why does that float your boat? Oh what God. else do you do? Yeah, you know they're writers, and I love to write. Um, he's a musician. I'm a musician too. Um, in fact, I just I just came back from a singing competition uh, two weeks ago. And, you know, it just, it's just to, for them to just, like I said, give energy to everything that floats their boat, everything, because sometimes I've wrestled with that, you know, well, if I do this, then can I be this? Or if I do this, is it okay for me to do this? No, it's okay for you to do everything and everything that really yes. makes you happy. And it's just so inspiring to know that there are folks out there doing it and living it and, and you know, and they're doing it un, unapologetically. And I'm just so grateful for that. Well, oh, you know, we're, that's... we're grateful to people like you also. As a musician, you know that, you know, when you're standing in front of people and you're performing, you're giving your energy out. And when they are reacting to what you're doing and they feed you that energy back, then your performance grows. And it's, it's such, such a snowballing effect. When that happens, there's nothing like it. You know, it, it, it's... Uh, it's it's huge but you know we are multifaceted people we're not we don't live in flatland um we have um everybody has different facets it's how much uh, of your energy you want to put into the different facets of what you show people you don't show people um every side when when i'm working as an electrician those people don't necessarily know i'm a musician or that i'm an author uh, all the other things you when you when, when you're doing what you're doing um you give that your attention the other stuff can come into play but you you have to be true to the moment of what you're doing when when i'm on stage and i'm a musician i'm a musician you know and and i'm i'm putting it out there um will the guy that i play with uh play music with he uh um to, he crudely puts it that when you're playing, play like you give a shit, and he and he lives his life like that. You know that that whatever he's doing, he's a fantastic artist. Uh, if he's doing artwork, he's doing artwork. You know, and he's he's not. Well, wait a minute. You know? What kind of what kind of what kind of uh, musician are you? I, I'm a vocalist, and I play the piano. Okay, so why don't you two, this is the so cool, my favorite song's Freebird. So why don't you call two, do a little like, Trish and I, I'll sit here and listen to you, do like a couple bars of Freebird for us and my audience. I don't, I don't know this song. I don't know this song. Oh, Trish, Trish is holding up a lighter right now. I'm a good audience. All right, go for Go for it. Uh, either one of you, just sing a little line from it. I mean, how can you both be musicians and I let you off without hearing what you've got? Tomorrow, 
First line of Freebird. If I leave here tomorrow. Okay, ready? Let's go. All of us. One, two, three. If I leave I here leave tomorrow, tomorrow, would you still remember <laughs> me? Come on. All right. So we all, everybody, you heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, my, so my group has a, uh, we have a Facebook page for Nighthawk, which is my group. If you go to the Facebook page, it shows you where I'm playing. Feel free to stop in anytime when I'm performing and get up on stage with me. <laughs> ah, is that me or him? Me or him? I don't, which one are you saying? Oh, everybody. Both of us. I, I love, I love people from the audience to get up and, and perform. I, I've heard the best and I've heard the worst. <laughs> and, well, and it's always well, you just heard the best right here. So, well, yeah. so okay. Well, I know you're still talking to our guest. What would you like? What can you can you sing a bar or two of what you what's your what's your genre? I I usually sing jazz and I usually sing a lot of inspirational stuff. Um uh yeah, that's, that's Give us a bar. <laughs> Give us a bar before you ask a question. Then you're allowed to ask the question. They'll give you the answer, or I will. Go ahead. Go give us a bar. Nobody I will give you a bar. But sing the blues. <laughs> I will give you the bar. But uh, before I do, what's the uh, the name of the books? The trilogy? That's that's really what I wanted to um, to ask about. I, I think I missed that part. The the first book is Dancer of the Dead. Dancer of the Dead. Yeah, and then the second book is titled Buried in the Past. And the second is Buried in the Past. And then the third book, which is not out yet because I haven't finished writing it, <laughs> is that, that will be Last of the Dead Hot Lovers. And can you believe that that, can you just even guess what that one's about? See, I can guess because, see, I'm a psychic. Can you guess what that one's about? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just say they have longer teeth, okay? So, all right, you got to sing a bar or two before you ask them. That's the fourth one. Oh, that's the fourth one. Well, how about that? You're, ta my you're tapping way into the future. I'm I'm tapping into the book you're writing now. So, if you're thinking that's about right. the fourth one, that's what I'm tapping into. Okay, that's, go that's, ahead and. I've and, got a fourth one in mind. <laughs> I, I told you it's not going to be a trilogy. It's going to be a six trilogy or sextology or yep. whatever. As long as I don't bring sex into it, sextology, we're okay. So <laughs> go ahead and sing. Go ahead and sing. Go ahead and sing a few bars of jazz, and then you can ask a question. You know the song that I that I love right now. There's a song that says "I am light," and that's the song that I just sing throughout the day whenever I feel a little down. Um, and it's just, um. it's, um, uh, it, it's, uh, I am light, I am light, 
I wow. am Lord, I am light. And I just sing that over and over and over again. Okay, well, everyone, let's go. We'll give it one try, and then you can ask your question. Ready? Get the bar going. <laughs> I am light. Okay, now your question, please. Before my audience just goes. <laughs> I'll come to your <laughs> and I don't want these mentioned, but go ahead and ask them a question. You know, I'm open to anything, anything they, they, you know, pick up, anything that the ruins may share with, with me right now. I'm just open to spirit. Well, I, while this, the frivolity was going on, <laughs> I did draw three runes. Um, I, I got Tiwaz, which represents the god Tyr. Uh, there again, Tyr was is the sky god, um, which kind of extends the roof of your dwelling as far as the sky goes from from one aspect of it. So um, I, I, I kind of get a feeling of um, roving. For you. You, you, you know, you might move around, but wherever you go, you seem pretty solid. That that is your home. You're you're still under the same roof, no matter where you are, um, and you you kind of bring your own comfort with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next rune I got was Degas. Uh, Degas is the like the eternal moment. It's between standing between the black pillar and the white pillar. It's like, what's happening right now? So I, I think what you're doing right now is what you really want to do and what you're called to do, because those can be two different things. Um, and and mm -hmm. this is a real moment thing for you. Um, the the next room I got, though, was ISA, which, which is the stillness, um, which almost contradicts the other two. It's almost, uh, it's like you're frozen in place for some reason. I, but ice does thaw and melt and flows. Um, so for some reason, e even though you're in your moment right now, um, something, there, there's going to have to be a catalyst um, to propel you into that next step, something that'll melt the ice, you know, maybe a stepping out, maybe someone just heard you sing. Maybe that was the, the uh, catalyst. You've got a fantastic voice. Um, but that's what you need to do. Uh, you, you need, if that's what you want to do, is to sing uh, primarily, you know, as one of your facets, then, then, you, you've got to lay it out there. Uh, somebody's got to hear it, and that will break the uh, the stillness and allow you to move forward uh, with, with your life uh, in, in that direction. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, Thank I can bring out your stones. Go ahead, Trish. Trish. Oh, I, I said I also drew Tiwas and also... Burkana and Awo. So I think 
that just ties in with what Ed was saying, and, and there is growth. Um, but it, the image that I get is that sometimes when, when there's growth happening, um, it's under the surface. So we may not be able to see it. It's kind of in the spring when things are starting to awaken in the soil and you can't see the new sprout yet. Um, but that doesn't mean things aren't happening. And um, I, I feel um, with you a really strong co connection to the earth. And um, the feeling that I was getting when Ed was talking about um, a catalyst um, was a collaboration of some sort. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. You two are awesome. <laughs> well, that was incredible. Thank you so much. That was amazing. No, Thank you. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you a question before you get off? So what am I, chop liver? I sang. I did everything for you. And I, you said, oh, you two are amazing. What, do you don't need, know that three people are on this phone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want you, you to rephrase amazing. that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I mean, I even sang with you. How much more amazing can I be? <laughs> you are so amazing. Anyway, thank you for having me today. Thank you. Thank you for entertaining us. Thank you for being with us and enjoying the group. And thank you for just being a really, really good soul because we, when you call up, you never know what you're going to get here. And it's a live show. And I just love when I have the energy of someone like you. So I, uh, you've been put on this earth for a reason. And please use your abilities because I think that you are, I feel actually, and see that you might be not bringing them out into the forefront. And you don't need to do it and, you know, hit people over the head with it. But using those stone energies or the crystal energies that you have will so help you uh, get into the land. Like Trish said, you're, you're very into the land. Use that land. And that's what the, uh, that's what a lot of, uh, I, people get scared of the word witch, but that's what witches do. They use earth. This is what they're bringing me, earth, wind, fire, and air with your gemstone energies and bring about magic in your life, magic to push yourself forward, make yourself heard, and use those energies to just guide you to the next level because you are going to go. Oh, that's so true. Oh, oh wow. See, you're amazing too. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. And so, and so, if you if you call back and let us know, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> if you uh, please call us back, and my show is almost five days a week. Although tomorrow I'm thinking of not doing it because I'm thinking somebody has to pick me up, and I might not be able to do the show in the morning. But most of the time, I'm three to five days a week. And please listen. You never know what you're going to hear on the show. Only thing that's really consistent is me, and I am the hostess with the mostest what can i say so i'm not conceited I'm just happy. <laughs> so have a great day <laughs> and just god bless <laughs> bye
Now, listen, I just want everybody to know I'm going to read you some things that, that have come out in chat, Trish and Ed, because they've been about you. We have Nancy in there who said, um, magic is always there in our lives. You just need to see it. They also said that you were amazing. I don't know if you know Nancy, but she said you were both so amazing. She was just honored to know both of you. So I don't know if you know her personally or she's just listening in. Uh, everyone who's listening, know, it's know Nancy. Yeah, uh, Nancy, Nancy you are wonderful. Comes out and sing, yeah, she comes out and Go sings with, with me from time to time. And uh, she's also a very gifted writer. We've been beating her severely trying to get her to finish a book. <laughs> well, you want to hear something, Ed? That's funny you said that because everybody says to me when they feel my energy, oh, you're going to write. But I can't write a word. And uh, Jerry, who's also in chat, he is a very gifted medium psychic and pet communicator. Uh, he also, I want you to know this, he puts out a psychic metaphysical magazine that is so wonderful and has so many talented people in it. I'd like you two to look at it. It's online. It's called psychicinsightmagazine.com. Go download. It's about 48 pages this month. It might be something you guys would want to put an article in because he's an amazing uh, he put he's the amazing CEO, Jerry, uh, amongst being a very famous psychic medium in the UK. So if you um, you can Google him, Jerry Humphreys .co.uk and, and please download. He just put out a new magazine and you'll get to see me in there. So, uh, you know, I would love you to do that. You're both talented and, and I'd love to see uh, you get a hold of Jerry and write for the magazine because he's got some really cool, and Trish, he's got people who write, who are uh, herbologists and gemologists that, in the metaphysical you know, realm. So you, you would love this and he'd probably love you to put something in from your witch's garden. Um, I'm talking for him, so I, I'm talking for him, and I don't know if he's in chat. He's going, ah, I'm going to kill her. But I know he would. I know what, what he wants and he's looking for. We only have four minutes left, and I am not going to take another caller. But what I do want you to do is, can you pull some runestones for me? Sure. While he's uh, pulling your stones, I'd like to just say that we're going to be at the Ohio Valley Witches Ball on October 8th. Uh, it's being put on by Circle of Mother Earth. Uh, you can go to the circleofmotherearth.org and click on events to get more information about it. It's going to be from 7 to 2 um, at the Radisson Cincinnati Riverfront Hotel. And we're going to wow. be raising um, money for three local charities, the League for Animal Welfare, the James Saul's Homeless Shelter, and the Brighton Center. Um, so it's, it's a really... Um, great worthwhile cause it's going to be a lot of fun it's a costume ball um check it out there will be food um entertainment nighthawk's going to be playing there and i think ed's got your rooms and and uh that's in covington kentucky uh trish will be there autographing and selling our books also so um, that's and there so will wild be mother yeah um the runes that i pulled for you uh, uh i've I got Degas again, which is, like I say, that's the moment that came up first. So it's kind of like you are in your moment. Um, <laughs> you you are right where you need to be doing what you want to do um, and what you're called to do. Um, 
so you're kind of like riding the wave. Um, the um, next friend that I got was Ansu's, um, uh, which is the, I got the. Um, it, it's like a spiritual voice of listening. I mean, of course, you know that. I mean, you get voices <laughs> from higher. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, this is this is. This is what I drew. This is, you know, it's just not telling you anything you don't know. But uh, um, um, it, it is that you you are the voice of the angels is kind of what came to me, which I don't use angel energy, but you're the voice of the angels. You pass on uh, messages that you are given. Um, oh, the, I love that. The, the last rune I got is um, the world tree. Um it's it's um i i think your gift is just going to grow you're going to reach out to more and more of the world and more and more people and more and more people are going to hear what you have to say and uh um very transformative for your listeners I, uh, people that hear you can't help but grow uh by listening <laughs> to what you have to say you know what, Edred? That is the most beautiful. I am so honored. I, we only have 90 seconds, and this is all about you guys. Even though I made it about me, you couldn't have given me a better reading. I, I can't even tell you how honored and happy I am that you just did this for me and that both of you are on my show. Please, everyone, Trish and Edred Breedlove, they're on Facebook. You can, go, I'm assuming they, you don't have, you both don't have websites or you do? Do you have websites? No, we don't, not yet. How will they Facebook. find you? It, they, Facebook. they can find us on Facebook. If, if they type our names in, searches on Facebook, uh, we're happy to talk to people on there. Well, and please go to uh, Amazon, Google the name of their book. But please download their books. They're amazing. They are informative and they're entertaining. So please, everyone, say a big goodbye to Trish and Ed Breedlove. We hope to see you back here again. And thank you so much. We have 11 seconds left. I'm going to leave you with the last 10 seconds. Oh, thank you, Bonnie. It has been a real pleasure uh, being on your show again. We look forward to it. Thanks, Bonnie. Oh, I love it. You're very welcome. We are officially off the air. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. And thank you, everyone, for being in chat. Bye. Bye. Bye.